Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's raise our voices, our hearts unto the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for allowing us to gather here in the house of God. Congregation, let us start with a prayer. Our Heavenly Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, our very best friend, our Savior, and He to whom we lean on each day for comfort, for wisdom, and for strength. We come before you. We acknowledge your greatness. We stand in awe before you, and we ask that you have your way in this service today. In everything that is said and everything that is done, as we gather here, we gather eagerly to learn more of your words so that we can become that word and use that word to save a dying nation. We come today to receive an anointing, a powerful anointing sevenfold upon the magnificent golden altar that will continue to strengthen us so that you can use us to strengthen others. So as we enter into the service, Father, help us to keep our minds opened, our heart open, that we can be used as an empty vessel and that you can fill us up today with all that you need to and use us in a great and mighty way. So we dedicate this service unto you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. To God be the glory. Amen and amen. Beautiful congregation, you may be seated. A very good morning to you. Welcome to the Hawaii Fellowship of the Universal World Church, where God's word is being delivered, but more than that, his anointing is ever present. Good morning, elders, Melchizedek Kingdom priests, members and visitors of the church. We pray that this service will be a blessing to you. We are going to have a testimony, and following the testimony, Elder Raymond Whitley will be speaking. So I'd like you to place your mind in an attitude of worship and praise, but open your mind to every word that you're going to hear, because we are on a mission, aren't we? We're on a mission to do more for God than we've ever done in the past, and let me say this, more than we ever thought we could. Yes, because all things are possible with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So let me introduce to you the testifier for this morning. Testifying this morning will be Melchizedek Kingdom Priest, Sister Eileen Lynn. Welcome her now. Eileen Lynn. This testimony is for the glory and honor of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. My testimony is in accordance with Archbishop Reverend Renna's message last Sunday about God using us through social media to bring Jesus's comfort and love to others feeding his sheep. My seven-year-old granddaughter Sophia is usually at my house because grandma's house is very fun. Since COVID and quarantining, Sophia has no playmates and is always around adults. 
My son brought out his Xbox to our living room. Sophia and I started playing a game together called RDR2 Online. We have so much fun playing. We have made friends around the world who play in our posses. There are two particular friends that I've made and we wear headsets and talk to each other while playing. I'm a grandmother and my two friends are only 20 years old. We have become great friends. The one I call Phoenix lives, lives near my dad in California. Because of COVID, I can't visit dad right now, but when I finally do, I will be visiting my friend Phoenix. This is how close we've become. Both friends know that I am Sophia's grandmother, but they don't care. They love playing the game with me and say I'm the best posse leader. While playing online together, I often share how I see Jesus in the game. For instance, I was getting ready to battle another player, and then God sent a beginner player hanging outside my tent in the game. So instead of battling another player, I helped a beginner. Yes, Jesus is even in my game, working in my favor and honor. Two Fridays ago, Phoenix texted me that she was crying all morning. Her family is going through financial difficulties, and she was worried, feeling powerless, and trying to stay strong. I prayed with her and asked Jesus to send tens of thousands of his mighty angels to work afore and behind all scenes in her favor. I reminded her that Jesus loves her and that he is steering her in a new direction. There is no end with Jesus, just new beginnings. Phoenix told me she absolutely loves how strong I am in Jesus. She eventually wants to be as strong as I am. She told me that she realizes that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, which means we have crosses to bear, and this makes life hard. I told her that I know sometimes when I'm suffering, I realize I'm not suffering, but rather going through a transition in life. God has a plan for us, and his plan is better and greater than our plan. Last Sunday in service, we prayed as a congregation for her health and finances. Since then, she has not been playing the game online because she got jobs for her art business. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing our prayers, blessing Phoenix financially, comforting her, and loving her. Thank you, Archbishop Reverend Renna, elders, and congregation for allowing me to testify in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Praise be the Lord. Praise Glory the Lord. Glory to our God. Thank you. Give me a moment to clean the mic. Where is it, Elderly? This little one right here. Thank you. Still smiling? Amen. Absolutely. We serve a wonderful, powerful, gracious, compassionate God. And that gives us every reason to keep smiling. And we will continue to smile and be blessed as I introduce to you the speaker, uh, deliverer of the message this morning, Elder Raymond Whitley. Good morning. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Reverend Renna, for opening the service with prayer. It's a glorious morning here in the Hawaii Fellowship of the Universal World Church. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And what a week. Wow. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. All I can say is let us all stay calm 
and breathe. Stay prayful, golden candlestick Christians. God will see us through. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we are a great people. Because we serve a great and mighty God. Pray for this nation. Pray for the people. Pray for the very midst of the spiritual warfare that we are in the middle of. Just pray that good prevails. That truth prevails. That's all we can do. Focus on God. Focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. And keep each other in prayer. Uplift each other in prayer. Praise the Lord. Before I bring my message, I do have a small testimony. And this is regarding um, last Sunday as well, Reverend. And it was right after Reverend gave her message and we were about to uh, come and receive our anointing here at the Magnificent Golden Altar. You know, I looked up at the altar. And just above and to the side of the Christ piece, I saw a white cloud. Thick enough to see the ripples in the cloud as I saw, as I saw the white cloud. And then, but clear enough to see through it. And the Bible always referenced the cloud to the presence of God. God led the children of Israel in the pro- in, into the promised land by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And we all know where the presence of God is. Wherever the presence of God is, there is healing. There is abundance. There is answered prayer. It's a testimony of things to come in this church and for them to that worship therein. Praise the Lord. Praise God. My heart rejoiced when I saw it because I've seen it many times before, but it's just been a while. And we had to get to that place. And I trusted and I knew that again it would be revealed to me. But last Sunday... I knew that these is a promise from God of things to come in this church and for its people. There are five promises of God. God is, one is God is always with me. In other words, I will not fear. Another second promise is God is always in control. I will not doubt. Promise number three, God is always good. In other words, I will not despair. Promise number four, God is always watching. I will not falter. And promise number five, God is always victorious. I will not fail. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to remember these promises that when we come across these times, you know, whether it be fear, whether it be doubt, whether it be despair, whether it be uh, uh, faltering or failure, now is the time to put our faith over fear. Praise the Lord. Galatians chapter 3 reads, 
verse 11. So it is clear that no one can be made right with God by trying to keep the law. For the scripture says it is through faith that a righteous person has life. So put your faith over any fear of sickness, fear of anxiety, fear of hurt, fear of lack. For through faith that a righteous person has life. And walk in faith with God, not by outside circumstances that surround us. Because they are constantly surrounding us. But guess what is also surrounding us? Is God's love for us. And then in verse 26 of Galatians 3, For you are all children of God through faith. Because we believed. We believed on God. Therefore, we become a child of God. And it, it continues in reading, God, uh, a child of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Verse 27, and all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ. Like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are true children of Abraham. You are his heirs. And God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Praise the Lord. The covenant between Abraham and God consisted of three separate parts. The promised land, the promise of the descendants, the promise of blessing and redemption. Again, we are all children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. And are united with them through baptism. And that baptism is like putting on new clothes. Baptism makes us brand new in every way. A new mind, body, physical appearance. This is something that we all look forward to. Amen? Amen. And according to God Almighty, he reveals his will to his people and to his church. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 9, verse uh, Chapter 1, verse 9 through 10 reads, He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Doesn't it seem that we are coming to that time of fulfillment? That time when we need unity here on earth? Praise the Lord. For we have all, for we have looked forward to here in the church very much in great things, of greater things to come. And they are coming. Stay steadfast in your faith. And you'll walk with God here in the church. When you live by the word of God, things are just what they seem to be. They become greater. Things aren't just the same. They are greater in Christ. God is in control. Your faith in God allows God to operate and allow his blessings to flow into your life. The blessings of Abraham. Praise the Lord. Many have left the church because of things that seem to be were actually not and not holding on to the faith and the word of God that will see us all 
through these hard times. Now, in, um, if you would refer to your path list, if I can have the ushers pass out. The path list will go to the scripture reading I have for the day. And I'm sorry, it's a very long one. <laughs> and um, so we'll be reading out of Ephesians chapter 1. Oh, it's chapter 2? Okay, so I'll read to you Ephesians chapter 1, and then you can join with me in in chapter 2. And uh, let me read Ephesians chapter 1 to you. And it says, Greetings from Paul. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be the apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to God's holy people. In Ephesus, who are of of the faith? Excuse me, but page is taking time. Who are the faithful followers of Christ Jesus? May God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ give us grace and peace. In verse 3, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. In the heavenly realms, because we are united. There's that word united again. We are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us. Isn't that amazing? And chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. And then I say, To be without fault in whose eyes? In God's eyes. Not man's eyes, not woman's eyes, but God's and only God. Continuing in verse 5, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And what we preach here in the church, what Dr. Jaggers always preached is, we are, or he also taught, that no one is adopted into the family of God, but are born again into the family of God. Born again by water, resurrection spirit, and incorruptible seed through three miraculous processes of the new birth and the new creation and the mighty miracle of mammary and the tree of life and its 12 manner of fruit and its healing leaves, which are for the healing of the nations. Praise the Lord. Continuing in verse 5, this is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious great pleasure. So we praise God for the, for the pouring out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He showered us his, with his kindness upon us, along with all wisdom and understanding. And in verse 9, God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are, again, the word united, we are united with Christ, 
we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. And Golden Candlestick Christians, we are in his plan. Say we are in his plan. And continuing in verse 12, God purposed, purpose was that we Jews were the first to trust in Christ. Now remember, this is Paul talking to the church in Ephesus. It's in Christ who would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believe in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee. Did we hear, hear that right? The Spirit is God's guarantee. The Holy Spirit. Continuing on. That he will give us the inheritance he promised. That he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Verse 15, ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight that you may grow in your knowledge of God. Stop right there for a minute. God does not leave us hopeless. He doesn't call us into his fold and children of God and just leave us and say, here, live on your own and learn on your own. He gives us spiritual wisdom and insight to see further past which in front what we see with our physical eyes. And not only insight, but the knowledge of God. Continue on verse 18. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Again, you know, Paul is emphasizing here in Galatians that he, the, God's glorious, we are his inheritance. We are his children. Continuing on in verse 19, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. We're seated in the same place as Christ. Praise the Lord. In the place of honor at the right hand of God. Wow, imagine that. And in the heavenly realms, realms, praise the Lord. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else. Not only in this world, but also in the world to come. Verse 22, God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And we are the church. The, and the, in verse 23, and the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. Praise the Lord. 
Praise God Almighty. God is good. You know, in the word of God is so uplifting, so encouraging. That's why it's important that we must read and remind ourselves whom we are and where we stand with God and what God is doing in our lives. If we don't read the word of God, how will we know? Nobody else is telling us. We can only meet here in the church on Sundays. But we need to remind ourselves on a daily basis who we are in God and where we stand with God. Praise the Lord. That's powerful, Golden Candlestick Christians. Now if you refer to your pamphlets in Ephesians chapter 2. And beginning at verse 1. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin just like the rest of the world. We all were there at one time. Obeying the devil, the commander of power of the powers in the unseen world. He's real. Don't let nobody tell you different. <laughs> and he, he's the commander of the powers of the unseen world. So he's working in those unseen places that we may not see with our physical eyes. But those situations, those circumstances, he's working it. But God is greater. He has authority over all things in the earth. And we, that's why it's important that we need to turn to prayer and pray. Pray over those situations. Don't just let them happen. Don't just let them occur. But speak the word of God to it. Speak healing. Speak redemption. In those circumstances, bind those dirty devils out of that situation, God has given us the authority. We preach it here in the church. God has given us the power in the church through his word and through his anointing at the, at the magnificent golden altar. Continuing on. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nation, but our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy. He loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms. There we go again. He seated us next to him in the heavenly realms. Take a minute and soak that in. Just know where you're at when you're with Christ. Although we may be here on the earth, we're walking in the spiritual places with Christ Jesus. If, if we have Christ and Christ is in us, Christ is walking in the heavenly realms. Praise the Lord. Because we are united with Christ. Verse 7, so God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us. As shown as in all he has done for us who are united with Christ, and we are united with Christ, Golden Candlestick Christians. 
Continuing in verse 8, God saved you by his grace when you believed. Just because you believed and you accepted him as Lord and Savior. That's awesome. Continuing on. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Wow. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. Verse 10, for we are God's masterpiece. Everyone say, I am God's masterpiece. That feels so good, doesn't it? Allowing God's word to permeate our innermost parts of our minds and our hearts to the deepest parts of our soul, confirming and reaffirming just who we are here on this earth. Continuing in verse 10, he has created us anew in Christ so we can do good things he planned for us long ago. Oneness and peace in Christ. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. We were all outsiders at one time. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel. And you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. But now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Again, that word united. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. We have brought, we are so close to God, Golden Catholic Christian. God is not far off. Christ is not so far off because of the blood of Christ that's upon us. Continue on in verse 14. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles, believers and unbelievers, into one people when in his, in his own body on the cross. He broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the same system of the law with his commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by the means of his death on the cross. And our hostility towards each other was put to death. Verse 17, he brought this good news to peace, of peace to you, Gentiles who were far off away from him, and peace to the Jews who were near. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Together we are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets and the cornerstone of Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Praise the Lord. In verse 22, through him, you Gentiles are also made part of the dwelling where God lives by his spirit. So here in Galatians, we've, we're, we've read how God has united us 
We're not separated. We're not God's there and God's up there. God's within us. And we're united with him. And we're united together in the body of Christ as the family of God. Christ has made us one with him through faith, salvation, and baptism. We are not separate from Christ either way. We are not separated from each other, for we are brothers and sisters in Christ. We are a family of God. What Paul is displaying for us in Galatians and in Ephesians we just read is that how connected and how much we are with our Lord Jesus Christ. United we are with Christ Jesus, not separated. When you become united with Christ in this way, Paul speaks how God reveals his plans for the things to come in your life and in this world. So regardless how things may be or it may seem far off, when you're one with Christ Jesus through faith, through salvation, through baptism, you are eternally Connected with the Most High God. So stand fast, Golden Candlestick Christians. Hold fast and let nothing come between that gift that God has given us. By faith, we have obtained salvation because we first believed. Remember the five promises of God, Golden Candlestick Christians. One, God is always with me. I will not fear. Two, God is always in control. I will not doubt. Three, God is always good. I will not despair. Four, God is always watching. I will not falter. Five, God is always victorious. I will not fail. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord.